This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about, well, something that really you can't eat at all, which is napkins. (laughs) That's true. You can eat with them. You can put them on your lap close to your special place. Well, and occasionally, close to your special place. And occasionally, I don't know, like if you're using a paper napkin, you might eat a little bit of it by accident. That's true. Like sometimes, sometimes I will get a little bit of napkin or paper towel in my mouth and just be like, eh, you know, it's probably Whatever. digestible enough. Whatever. I mean, it's like, you know, how many cupcake wrappers have you eaten in your life? Probably more than you would think. You, like an entire <laughs> cupcake wrapper without noticing it? No. No, but I do think, like, you know how people, like, if you're really into cupcakes, like my child is, she will, like, scrape her teeth along the cupcake paper, like, to get every last crumb off. And I guarantee she's eating some, like, masticated wads of of cupcake Absolutely. I thought you were going to say, like, if you're really into cupcakes, then you're just going to, like, plow, like, teeth first (laughs) in and, and, like, ask questions later. I You could. I mean, worse things have happened. Way worse things have happened. Many, yes, Far worse things have happened than, than a child eating a cupcake wrapper. Yeah. Okay, but this is not about cupcake wrappers. This is about napkins. No, yeah, but I mean, like, what if you tried to use napkins as cupcake wrappers? That would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go down memory lane. What napkins did you grow up with? Okay, so Matthew, so, so f- the listeners should know that uh, that I did the uh, the bulk of the agenda for this episode. Including yeah, the research. The, the quote-unquote the research. research. And I could not believe all the napkin memories I had. <laughs> like they were just burbling up. Um, so, I'm glad because I I think I do have maybe one. Okay. Well, so what I, I remember very clearly that when I was a kid, my mom always used paper napkins. We had na- a napkin every night at dinner. <laughs> 
<laughs> like a glass oh, of milk. Must be nice. Yeah. Anyway, and she always used Vanity Fair brand paper napkins, which, do you know what I mean? They're the ones that seem sort of extra fancy. They're not like the kind of waffly, weavy, like kind of. I absolutely know what you mean. Like the cheap ones like are, are really thin and have yes. like kind of a nubbly texture. Yes. And, and the Vanity Fair are smoother. Yes, they're smoother. They often have some sort of almost like a floral mm-hmm. uh, like trim. And anyway, my mom would buy these ones that, um, so they were also a little bigger than the cheaper ones. And she would always fold them in half to be a rectangle. Right. Those were our nightly napkins. And it's so interesting to me now to think like, wow, like she had such a particular napkin brand and, and we had a particular way of setting them on the table so that you would see the trim like, that is so interesting. I mean, first of all, everyone obviously already knows that those is because everybody listens to your spinoff podcast, <laughs> Molly's Nightly Napkins. <laughs> Nightly Napkins with Molly Weisenberg. It's a podcast that comes out every every day, but at like 10 p.m. <laughs> um, I My one napkin memory that I can think of was my mom teaching me how to fold the Vanity Fair napkins so that the, the trim was like in the right orientation. Yes. Oh, my God. So wait, Judy Amster, Judy Amster and Tony Negroni are both Vanity Vanity Fair napkin. I, I mean, I think they must have been because I, I think I think we also had cheap, shitty napkins. But I definitely remember this particular lesson. It might have been for like a special holiday meal or having people over or something. Because I don't think we had the nice napkins all the time. But maybe interesting. Okay, well, okay, hold on, Matthew, because I'm not yeah. done. So these were our nightly napkins, the Vanity Fair <laughs> paper napkins, okay? And but at then, other times of day, you weren't allowed to use napkins? Yeah, not, dur- okay. not during the day. We had a daily napkin and we had a nightly napkin. It's it like a Mark Pittman vegan before six thing. Yeah, <laughs> just like that. No, but anyway, no, we used paper napkins every day, Vanity Fair. And then whenever it was like either a holiday and Thanksgiving is coming up. So, uh, so you know, imagine me setting the Thanksgiving table as a, an adolescent, what I would do is in the dining room, my mom had this sideboard, like this old wooden sideboard that I think might have been like, I don't know, I'm probably getting this wrong, but a lot of our stuff was my dad's from his first marriage. Sure. And so it was this beautiful- You want to you like, like cordon <laughs> that stuff off in its own sideboard? Yes. Well, no. So I think the sideboard might have come from his first marriage. I'm not sure. But sure. anyway, our dining room table did. I can tell you that. Uh, anyway, so uh, whenever it was a holiday or if we were having like a special dinner, we would eat in the dining room and I would be sent to the dining room. <laughs> Wow, this okay. is taking a long time. And uh, and it would be my job to go into the sideboard, which had both drawers and these um, these like cabinet doors that opened with a really satisfying click. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. Like where, where the latch might have had like a little ball. Yes. God, yes. yes. Anyway, and it was Great my sound. job to go into the sideboard drawer and get certain placemats. Mom had a number of placemat sets. Okay. To yes. get out placemats. I think we had placemat sets too. Yes. We had different placemats, probably like about eight of each, and then cloth napkins, which would always be kept in the sideboard with the placemats. We never used cloth napkins on a regular, like ordinary night. Anyway, so yeah, I remember so clearly opening up the sideboard and mom also kept these votive candles inside that were 
vetiver scented, whatever that is. I, it's in the, the that word appears in an REM song. That's the only thing I know about it. Okay. Well, anyway, so the whole sideboard was like perfumed with this sort of holiday aroma that I associate with those votives. So, yeah, cloth napkins would come out. And then when I was especially young, I remember my mom using napkin rings on the cloth napkins. But then that kind of went the way of, of other things in I the feel 80s. Like, yeah, I don't know the last time I saw a napkin ring in the wild. And I feel like napkin rings are like a thing you would make as a craft project out of paper mache. I feel like I might even have done that. That sounds right. That sounds yeah. right. God, I, I remember there being a couple different sets of napkin rings at one point in my mom's history. And I remember that one of them was maybe carved wood. And I almost wonder if... So I had a couple... Uh, I had an uncle who worked... Um, in the Middle East. No, he worked in the Middle East and uh, for for a time and he would always bring back these things that that were like made, you know, these like beautiful like brass pepper mills and things like that. Sure. And I almost wonder if he brought back some napkin rings. I remember some that were like carved wood or brass. I seem to remember having a special napkin ring that was wood with a giraffe carved on it that okay. I think I had as a child. Um, that sounds great. Did, was it part of a set with other animals, maybe? Probably. Like a muskrat. Yeah, because this was yeah. a thing if you were born in the late 1970s. Uh, if you weren't maybe quite wealthy enough to have a like a silver spoon and a silver rattle, you would be given your own set of, <laughs> sort of. of wooden carved animal napkin rings. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the difference between you and me. Yep. Yeah, what did you uh, get when you were a baby in the, in the late 70s? I, well, I, I was going to ask actually like did you ever have or did June ever have like a special kids placemat? Cuz I think Iris did at one point like that had maybe like activities on it or I could be thinking of a time we went to Denny's. No, I remember <laughs> other kids having this when I was little okay. and it would have sometimes like Miffy the bunny on it. Remember like Okay, yeah. There would be different like cartoon animals. I think I remember it from other people's houses, but I didn't have any at my house that I recall. Okay. My mother did. You know what? I had one entire place setting though that was Beatrix Potter. Oh. Uh, like painted with like, you know. Um, oh, like like a plate mother- with, with Peter Rabbit and shit yes, on it. Yes, yes. And you know what? My mom saved it and still has that stuff. And June uses it when she goes to my mom's That feels house. like a very 70s thing. God, isn't that the sweetest? Yeah, it's cute. Oh my god! It, I mean, like that is that is like the story of like a, a rabbit who who like goes through hell. But. <laughs> Nothing could be more appropriate for a nice, warm, cozy childhood. Right, like uh, than than reading a story about another child who gets threatened with death. Yes. Yes. Have you ever been to a restaurant where they fold the napkins in some sort of fancy ass way, like swans or like the fan or the triangle? Yes. Yes. Particularly growing up in the 80s in the middle of the country uh, where I did, like any fancy restaurant would, of course, fold its napkins. I mean, probably coastal fancy restaurants were doing it, too. But Oh, yeah. No, I definitely not that I went to a lot of fancy restaurants as a kid. But like when my when my parents took me to Cafe Days on Me for my birthday, um, I'm sure they folded the napkins, probably probably like the standy up triangle. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, there's still occasional places that have you ever like taken the ferry to Bainbridge Island and like bummed around there for the day or 
something. You know how there are like a a couple of like kind of nicer restaurants? I feel like they would fold the napkins. I think you're absolutely right. Like slightly outside, like a suburb, a restaurant in a suburb that is kind of fancy. Definitely yeah, still like folds a, a now. Continental cuisine. There you go. Stuff stuff with heavy. Yes. Uh, have Do you, you remember ever... that? Yes, from from okay. Calvin Trillin. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. All right. Go have on. you have you ever done fancy napkin folding at home? Like because you had literally nothing else to do. <laughs> you know, I really hoped to get to that point during the COVID pandemic, uh, but here we are. What, oh, I eight think mu- eight I think in, you've still I, got I, plenty of time. I haven't started folding my napkins yet. Maybe that's what I'm going to do this winter. <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned uh, the predicament we find ourselves in um, because I know you. I know you've got some other research that you want to present, and I'm looking forward to that. But uh, we we've made kind of a sh- like a partial shift from paper to cloth napkins during, during this pandemic. Yes. During the pan- Oh, tell me about it. Wait a minute. Um, Hold on. Or should we talk about this later? Okay. Yeah. Let's tease that. Like, you know, there's no way people could could skip to the next podcast now because they've got to (laughs) hear about this seismic shift in the Amster Burton household. When I was doing the quote unquote research for this episode, I found a YouTube video that teaches you how to do the triangle napkin fold at home. Do you think we could link to it in the show notes? I think we absolutely could. And have you tried it? I haven't tried it because honestly, it looks like you'd have to iron your cloth napkins before you can. And that is a bridge too far, my friend. Which do you think is more difficult, folding a shirt uh, Konmati style or folding a, a triangle napkin? Uh, I'm going to say folding a triangle napkin because I conmari my shirts all the time. I do too. Yes. I'm going to wow, send you a Matthew. photo of my shirt drawer. It, it's so uh, it's so me. I can't wait to see it. Um, I my shirt drawer is the only one that is fully conmarried. My pants drawer, my underwear and sock drawer, they're not as as conmarried. My underwear um, drawer is in pretty good shape. Socks, no pants. This is the most interesting thing we've ever talked about on the show. Okay, go on, <laughs> go on, keep going. No, no, I'm I'm stopping. Wait, but I was going to say, uh, I, okay, I want to see your shirt drawer because even my KonMari shirt drawer is still kind of me in that it's quite orderly, but it, it still has like some shirts that are going vertically as opposed to horizontally. Like it's it's mostly neat and tidy, but only in a way that I can consider neat and tidy. Okay, well, I left my I left my phone in the other room, so uh, ask me later, and I'll send you I'll send you a picture of my shirt drawer. Like I noticed this morning, it was like a gray shirt next to a light blue shirt, next to a dark blue shirt, next to a gray shirt, next to another light blue shirt. Next, to- wow, yeah. Matthew, you really know how to keep things exciting. Yeah, I used to be in a band. <sighs> wow, Matthew, you used to have so much hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is where we're at. Here we are. Okay. Well, Tell Matthew, me about the history of napkins. So, okay. I found this strangely interesting. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, <laughs> okay. Hold on. So the word napkin comes from Middle English, which borrows from the French word nap, which means tablecloth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay. that, that still is, is French Wait for tablecloth today. I'm already interrupting. Do you think that implies that there was a time in in France when, when people, people would just their wipe, the wipe their cloth. mouths and hands on the skirt of the tablecloth. That makes sense. I mean, it could be. I mean, who hasn't? Yeah, absolutely. And now, but now we think of that as like a breach of etiquette. But maybe back then it was like the height of fanciness. I didn't find anything about that, but admittedly, I did not go further than Wikipedia for yeah. my my research here. So, uh, so maybe we have some some listeners who know a lot about like 
Maybe friend of the show, Ken Albala. Yeah, okay. Hi. Hi, Ken. Ken. If, and if anybody knows whether, whether uh, like, Renaissance Europeans used to... I mean, to be fair, Renaissance Europe, Europe, people probably just, like, wiped everything on everything, right? Sure. I mean, there was no germ theory yet, right? When was right. germ theory? 1800s? Um, when was, like, Jenner? Was that, was that germ? No, Pasteur. Jenner? Yeah, yeah, like, uh, Caitlyn Jenner? When was Caitlyn Jenner? Who, she came up with germ theory. She, she came up with, with germ theory. Uh, if I knew anything about the, the Kardashians, I would start riffing at this point. But, I, like, I, I know reached a, my limit. There's a, there's a bunch of them, and they all have their own show, I think. That's how they social distance. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. They had a private island. There was a thing about a private island, right? I don't know. I've okay. given up on this bit already. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Matthew, so the word napkin comes from the French word for tablecloth. But strangely, <laughs> napkin in French is a completely different term. It's serviette de table. Serviette meaning towel. Serviette de table. Mm-hmm. Table towel. Okay, so yeah, that makes sense. it's kind of weird that we didn't wind up, like, calling, instead of using the word napkin in English, we could have used, like, servies. But but they do they do call them that, like, in England. Yes, we're about I, to I get to that. I don't think that. they call them servies, but no. I don't know. Maybe they do. Okay, so hold on. So this I find interesting. Okay. So according to Wikipedia, uh, the word serviette or serviette is used in the UK, Ireland, some parts of Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Kenya, and South Africa. In some of these places, serviette refers to the paper variety or is sort of the term used by like, uh, it's like the common term for what we would call a napkin. While the word napkin refers to the cloth variety and is kind of the snobby term. That is kind of interesting. Isn't that weird? Because like in the U.S. at least, Americans think of French words as being like the snobby words, right? Right, of course. So you would think of um, like if we were going to use two distinct words for cloth and paper napkins here in the U.S., we would probably call paper ones napkins and cloth ones serviettes. But you'd be wrong. But you, but that's the reverse of what's going on in some of these other Anglophone countries that use the word serviette. There, um, it's it's like the the cheaper variety. This this reminds me. Okay, first of all, in Canada, of course, they have Nardwar, the human serviette. Um, what? <laughs> this I, I don't really know anything about Nardwar. He's he's this he's this like uh, Vancouver musician who who is best known for doing like. Uh, prank interviews of famous musicians. Okay. This, it's, a, it's an extremely Canadian thing. So okay. you're welcome, Canadian listeners. I know who Nardwar is, sort of. Um, this reminds me of the Jack Handy joke, um, the the deep thought that goes something like, um, if you knew if you knew two guys named Flippy and Hambone, which one would you think was really into dolphins? Wrong, it's Hambone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's what it reminded me of when you when you said like you would think serviette would be the fancy one. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah, if you knew two guys named serviette and napkin. Which one do you think it would be French? Nope. It's napkin. Nope. It's napkin. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. To be fair, they both come from French words. Okay. Just just to, just to, just to okay. remind everybody. Okay. All right. So let's talk about history now. Okay. Let's. So uh, napkins were used in ancient Rome. Uh, one of the <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. One of the earliest references in English dates back to 1384-ish. Uh, over in ancient Greece, I don't know why we just jumped ahead to English references. Let's stay in the ancient world. Let's stay in the ancient world. 
Okay, so summaries of ancient history often say that ancient Greeks used bread to wipe their hands. It's funny. <laughs> this is suggested uh, by a couple different like uh, written sources. And, and the bread in both of those texts is referred to as apomagdalia. How would you pronounce that? I like what you said. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to try. Okay, uh, something like apomagdalia, which means the crumb of the bread. So it wasn't like there was some special like napkin bread or something that if you know. I was a, like a like King Minos. <laughs> okay, um, the, I always thought the, it was King Minos. Is it King Minos? I well, I don't know. <laughs> okay, whatever. Go on, I'm King Minos. Okay, you you can be whatever. You can be whoever you I'm want. I'm gonna be the Minotaur. Okay, you be the Minotaur. I'll be King Minos, and uh, no, I'll be let's just see where let's just see oh, no, how, where things go. I don't want to mate with a bull. No, go on. Wait, is that like the Minotaur's parents? Uh, yes. So King Minos's wife, Pasiphae, she oh, you're good at she this. She had sex with a with a bull. And yeah, she was the mother of the Minotaur, which is okay. a monster. If I was King Minos, if I was one of these like uh, you know tyrants of of Greek myth. I would have my servants bake special napkin bread. That's where I was going with this. Oh, for sure. Right? A- absolutely. I mean, like, it, yeah, like some sort of flatbread. Some yes, that's exactly some sort of like really soft flatbread. And then and would then I have- would like I would like wipe my hands and my face on it and then I would toss it back to the servants to eat. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm All not right. a good guy. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm no, terrible. you're not. You're not. Uh, I was wondering if you would uh, have your servants fold your napkin bread in a triangle fold. Yes. Yes, I would. Um, they, they would have to like it would have to somehow bake up that way. Oh, it would bake up in a triangle. Yeah. They, they would have to like fold it while it's still dough. Love this. OK, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. This is like a, a crescent roll, but a triangle roll. It's, it's exactly like a like a crescent roll. Yes. OK, <laughs> great. All right. Well, so, I mean, when you when you get crescent rolls, this is not this is not a sponsored <laughs> bit here. Um, when you get crescent rolls, like they come as triangles, like out of the tube. What if you just left them that way and oh, baked them? Napkin bread. Napkin bread. Yes. Oh my God, Matthew! I can't wait to pop open. A can. Wait, I have another great idea. Okay. What if you're eating something like really like spicy and saucy, like like a like a you know, like a Nashville hot chicken or something that gets like like uh, yes. you know, spicy oh grease all over your hands, yes. right? Okay, then you wipe your hands on the unbaked napkin bread dough, and then you bake, bake it, it, and then you eat it. I love this. I think we just revolutionized dinner. Wow. Okay. Uh, I feel like I might have just maxed out the volume on my mic there. (laughs) It was worth it. Okay, Matthew, can I go on? Please. Moving on from bread. Let's talk about paper napkins. Uh, the use of paper napkins actually dates back to ancient China, where paper... Oh, like the, the birthplace of paper. Where paper was invented. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So paper napkins were known as, you're going to have to pronounce this. Chifa. Chifa. Uh, they were folded in squares and they were used for the serving of tea. Okay. They were first imported to the U.S. in the late 1800s. So interestingly, like they were in use in China for centuries. So wait, so the first paper napkins in the U.S. were imported from China? It sure seems that way. Again, Interesting. I only consulted Wikipedia. Okay. This is not a proper history show. Okay, so they, they were apparently imported to the U.S. in the late 1800s, but they weren't widely used until 1948 as a result of Emily Post talking Interesting. about them. She said 
Get this. It's far better form to use paper napkins than linen napkins that were used at breakfast. Oh, interesting. I just channeled Emily Post. I you, perfectly. Like like so you so you wouldn't have to come back into contact with your own morning fill. Yeah. Yeah. So interestingly, but w- what I want to know is what do you do with the linen napkins that were used at breakfast? Do you use them again at breakfast the next day? <laughs> oh, oh, so so it's it's okay if you if you like reencounter your own breakfast filth at a at a future breakfast. But not at a different meal. I don't know. I I don't either. Like, etiquette is really hard. We'd have to find the exact text here. But I think that one thing is clear, and that is that many trees died as a result of Emily Post's Mm -hmm. assertion. Uh, Anyway, but yeah, so 1948. I mean, my parents were both already alive at that point. Yeah. Oh wow! So so they they were they were around for the for the birth of, well not the birth but like for the the paper napkin revolution. Yeah, what a time to be alive! Yeah, okay. My my parents were were around in 1948. They were pretty small. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So let's start getting to the, the usage. So, you know, conventionally napkins are, are placed to the left of the place setting. Yeah, Wiki- that's how we do it. Wikipedia said strangely, and I don't know if this is just like that somebody didn't know how to use like prepositions very well when they were writing this <laughs> okay, Wikipedia entry. Or they entry. were just like fucking around. But they say that the convention is to place the napkin outside of the outermost fork. I was always taught... you've put the napkin to the left of the plate and the silverware goes on top of it. Yeah, that's definitely how we do it at home. Okay. I, is um, somebody punking us on Wikipedia? Somebody may be punking us. Okay. Just, they, they did this just just to just ruin our napkin episode. Okay. Anyway, but it so, didn't work because we're on to you, Kutcher. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you do you have like, I, I realize this isn't the silverware episode. We'll, we'll definitely do a separate <laughs> silverware episode. But like, do you have a particular order that you place like the fork, the spoon, the knife, the salad fork, the soup spoon. Oh, the, well, you know, so Matthew, the, the, the crab, general... The cracker. Yeah, the crab cracker. Uh, the general rule, of course, is that you place them uh, in the order that they are to be used working from the outside in. Okay. So my understanding is that if you were doing a full-on place setting, you would do salad fork, so going from the left to the right, salad fork, dinner fork, knife, spoon, dessert fork and spoon up above the plate. And this is what you do at your house every night. Every right? night. Every According, night. I mean, I heard this on your show, Nightly Napkins. Yeah. 
<laughs> no. At my house, what I do is, uh, so we use cloth napkins at my house. And uh, we set out usually only the silverware that we really need in that meal. Oh, of course. So sometimes that's just a fork. Just the one fork, fork for the three of you. One fork for the three of us. We pass it around. Also, we share it with everybody in our COVID bubble. So Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, no. So usually it's um, one fork and a knife, uh, and the knife faces the fork. Yeah. The the, the blade faces you know what? the fork. That's interesting, because like, I, was, I was feeling like I don't have any strong feelings on this at all, but if I saw that someone in my family had set the table with the, the blade of the knife pointing toward the plate, I'd be like, that's weird. Really? Yeah. Isn't it isn't it funny these like conventions that yes. we that are so deep in us? Also, we so rarely set out a knife. Yeah, we we do not often set out knives either. We eat a lot in like sort of wide bowls. I think that this is a yeah. very like um American 2000s thing to eat in a big wide bowl. I mean, that, certainly like- this is done all over the world. I mean, my God, like ramen bowls. But the idea of, of a dinner that is only served in a bowl seems a very contemporary thing in the U.S. Yeah, I would say like our our, our wide white bowls are by far the most common place setting. Yeah, yeah, us too. Yeah. Um, and then we really only set out a spoon when we're actually going to be eating something that uses a spoon. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you remember being taught how to set the table as a kid? Oh, for sure. Sure. Like, do I remember specifics? Not really, but I remember that this being my job at some point, and uh, and yeah, like being being taught like the right way to do it. Do you remember teaching Iris how to set the table? Yes, I do, and uh, and that was that was like one of one of Iris's main chores for quite a while. Did you and Lori, when you got together, did you have the same table setting expectations? Oh, that's a good question. I, I probably not exactly the same, but other than that thing about pointing the knife blade toward the plate, like I don't think I would have really cared. So I, I've been thinking about this because... Because you care a lot. I don't care a lot. But when Ash sets the table, they, they I can't off the top of my head think of what they're doing wrong but they're doing they're doing something wrong like i think that they are putting the entire thing maybe to the right of the plate i think oh, they're putting I've the entire thing yeah. to the right of the plate and i've also sometimes seen like sometimes people put the knife on the right and the other silverware on the left have you yes, seen this i think that is sort of an informal way to okay. do it yeah that would be the the fork goes on the napkin which is on the left side of the plate and then the knife actually i think that's how i was taught to do it as a kid. I think I was you, not taught to put it Then you pick up the fork with your left hand, you stab the meat, you, you slice it with you your... You know what, Matthew? Yeah. I'm now realizing that the way I do it as an adult, where I put everything on top of the napkin on the left side of the plate, is not how I was taught as a kid. As a kid, yeah, we only did the fork on top of the napkin, and then the knife faced the, the plate I on the right side. I think I was side. taught to put everything on the napkin, but I'm not sure. Well, anyway, I think Ash puts the whole shebang on the right side of the plate, and I've never said anything to them about it. And I don't think they've ever noticed that I come along and move the entire thing <laughs> to the left before we sit down. <laughs> well, I guess I guess they're going to find out if they, um, if they listen to this show. Yeah, it's like, it's weird, these things that you have to decide. There, I mean, there are so many things in partnership that you have to decide how much you care like oh, whether you're going to deal with it. Let me ask. Yeah. Let me ask you about your cloth, your cloth napkin portfolio. Oh God. Like, okay. How many are they all the same? Like like a set, 
Or if not, how many different styles would you say you have? Okay, can I can I tell you about my cloth napkins? Because all of I them... I literally just asked, so yes. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, we have a, like, kind of mustard color, wide, low enamel bowl. Like, one of those, like, dance or Copco bowls, you know, from the 70s. Okay. That we keep all the napkins folded in. And we have accumulated these napkins over the years. I think that the first cloth napkins I ever owned were given to me and Brandon when we were engaged. Sure. And they were at that point already vintage. They were like oh, vintage linen. Here, take my old napkins. Yes, they were like vintage linen napkins. And I still have them, okay? It has been uh, 14, almost 15 years since we were engaged. They, they, still... Do you think they're old enough that they predate Emily Post telling everyone to use paper napkins? Yeah, they, they do. <laughs> no, they don't. They are slowly falling apart, actually. I've noticed they're now just now starting to get sort of holes around the, like, the hem. Sure. And then we also got some slightly like nicer, newer linen napkins as wedding gifts. So initially we had all these white linen napkins. I should clarify that we also never iron them. So they're always kind of soft <laughs> okay. and wrinkly, which is I like. Then yeah, when, it sounds I, nice. when I started learning how to sew a handful of years ago, one of the first projects that I made were napkins because it allows you to practice sewing a straight line. Yeah, and so, also it's literally just a square, so you don't have to do anything. Exactly. I don't know anything about sewing. I'm just being mean. No, but I have, uh, I've th- we have three different, like, sort of more colorfully patterned cotton napkins that I sewed. And then the rest of our napkins are um, from a trip that Brandon and I took to Oaxaca, also a handful of years ago. They're cotton napkins okay. with fringe. And then Ash went to Mexico for work when they were still working in tech. And they brought home a bunch of beautiful woven napkins from Mexico. But we actually discovered in looking at them that they're placemats, but we use them <laughs> as napkins. Okay, fair. So we have all of these in circulation. We definitely have more than one of some of them. But each night we each get to choose which napkin we're having. Oh, that's so sweet. If we're starting fresh. Sometimes we all remember what napkin we had the night before and it didn't get so dirty that we threw it in the laundry and then we have to use that one again. Okay. Yeah. Um, that, that is, that's going to be a good segue into the thing that I want to ask next, except I've still, I want to k- talk about my array of, of cloth napkins. Yeah. Like our families, it's a profusion. It's a cacophony. I think I would say we have 17 different patterns at least. Um, Wait, t- will you talk about how you guys decided to go from paper to cloth during the Oh, pandemic? that's right. I teased that earlier and yeah, I forgot. I don't know. No, I like like, know. Uh, like uh, Lori started setting the table with cloth napkins. I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this now. So you had cloth napkins? You just weren't using them? That seems exactly. very yes. un, un- Marie Kondo of you. Oh no, we got we have a lot of bullshit around here. Like like in case in case there like remember when you used to have company over? Yes. Oh my God. Yes, I remember that. Um, Wait, I think you we, would use I think cloth use, napkins. We would use cloth napkins when we had company over. You never used cloth napkins when I came over. Well, not everybody is company. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I mean, shouldn't shouldn't you consider that like like a compliment? Fine, we're family. <laughs> I'm I'm instructing you to consider consider this obvious insult a compliment. Great. Thanks. Go on. Go on. Um, but. I don't know how we ended up with so many different cloth napkins. I guess, I guess, like people give them. I, I don't know. You know, we we probably the most uh, the the largest number of any one kind we have are some like boring like 
blue cotton ones. Then we have some kind of like bluish gray kind of textured cotton ones. We have some like flowery ones that are kind of green, like that are like an old oilcloth tablecloth pattern kind of. Um, Like there's some like some that are that are like off white that may have started out as white. I'm not sure. You know what I'm I'm realizing. So wait, did did your family sew any of these or you've just accumulated these over the years? Just accumulated them. I'm remembering that. uh, So for June school, we have to do a certain number of like volunteer hours a year. And a few years ago, they needed... So, you know, one of the things that in a Montessori preschool kids learn all about is like what's called practical life. So like... (laughs) Polishing yeah. shoes, like arranging flowers, setting I the to table. to polish shoes at some point. Yeah. I, I don't do it. Well, so um, the kids would set the table every day for lunch with a tablecloth and cloth napkins and a little vase with flowers. <laughs> and that's, that's adorable. Isn't it adorable? But at one point when June was in preschool, uh, the classroom needed new cloth napkins. And so I sewed something like 18 cloth napkins using a fabric that was printed with like the Hungry Caterpillar. Cute. Anyway, oh my God, I'm just remembering that. Wait, so does that mean they had a little a little kid shoe shine stand? Oh, they, there was like a little work in the classroom, a, a little tray that had a pair of like kid-sized boots on them. And those boots just got polished over and over and over again. But but was there but a, like a, a place li- where where someone would sit and no. have their their shoes polished no. like and like you know gossip with the with the shoe shine kid? I love the idea of that. I love no. that idea so much. Like yeah, what's <laughs> what's the latest, Sal? Anyway, yeah, okay. So so Matthew, how how many times do you use your cloth napkins before washing them? So not enough times and. You know, often I will I will like set one aside that I used for breakfast and rem- and, and it'll get as far as lunch. I, I think it's pretty unusual for me to like stick to one napkin throughout the day, and I do sometimes also still use paper napkins, either because it's closer at hand or like I'm I'm eating something messy. So this is this is interesting. My friend Ben, he used cloth napkins. I think. Be- Maybe before Brandon and I ever did. And I remember him at the end of a meal, he would always take at least his napkin and his wife's napkins since they were going to be there the next night. I mean, sure. we as the guests weren't necessarily. Um, he would take their napkins. <laughs> unless, you, unless you got lucky. And fold them like in half. So they were kind of a long rectangle and drape them over the back of the chair. So that oh, the next okay. that day they would know whose napkin was whose. And they would use it again. And I have tried doing this in our house. And inevitably, my spouse always takes them and puts them back in the napkin bowl. Um, <laughs> but I, I like this idea of a neatly draped napkin over the I back of the I might try chair. this. I think I'm going to try this. Ask, um, me, ask me whether I actually did this in a future, in a future episode. Okay. But yeah, for us, it is, it's like a feeling thing. Um, if you know that you've wiped your mouth a bunch of times during the meal, or if the meal got your hands or your mouth really messy, like inevitably we throw the napkin down the laundry chute, as we call it, which is the stairs to the basement. <laughs> um, Wait, the and we talked about, I'm sure we have talked about that, that in the house that, that I lived in from age, like maybe five to 11 we had a laundry chute. Yes, we've talked about this. So great. Oh, my God. I fantasize about having yeah. a laundry chute someday. I cannot wait. It to- is my ultimate fantasy. Oh, my- me too. Yes. Uh, anyway, but yeah, most of the time, I would say we use our napkins over a couple of days. Sure. And 
I never even think twice about it. I, I, I don't even remember ever have, I don't remember what I did before we had cloth napkins, like when I was an adult. Okay, it seems I, so I remember because me. it was like earlier this year. And well, and this seems... gets to like the last thing that I want to talk about is like how do you actually use the napkin when you're at the table? Mm. Because I've I have found that this varies a lot from person to person and really? I am a napkin ruiner. If you give me a paper napkin, like I don't I like we could be eating, I don't know, what's a non-messy food? <laughs> Maybe um, I just never eat like non-messy cold, food. Cold sandwiches. We could be eating cold sandwiches, and like if you give me a paper napkin, by the end of the meal, it will look like a crow's nest. Now that's a thing on a boat. It'll look like like a pile of cobwebs because wow. I've like destroyed it and and just imbued all of my filth into into every fiber of that napkin. That's so interesting. Okay, so I'll when- wipe my mouth. 50 times during a meal. I don't know why. I'm not I'm not well, such so fastidious about other, other thing, things. The other thing that I've noticed about how you wipe your mouth is you <laughs> you take the nap you take the napkin in one hand. Uh-huh. And sort of like smear at the corners of your mouth or at your beard. Yeah. Whereas when I use a napkin, I tend to hold it in both hands. So it is more unfolded. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Do you think that makes a difference in terms of like how, what yeah, kind of I, I damage never, you're doing to the napkin? I never wad up a napkin. Never. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a water. No, I, so even if I'm using a paper napkin, I will unfold it to the point where it's still like two thicknesses thick. Okay. okay. Yeah. So like the napkins at your house, the square ones, the just sort of like inexpensive, like square ones, right? Yeah. I will open those by one fold. So it's still two things thick and I will lay it in my lap and I will keep it flat in my lap. And yeah, if that's I what I would to do too. Pick it up and wipe my mouth. I will pick it up with both hands and wipe it. And if I do anything that like crumples it or folds it more, it's only at the end of the meal. And I might fold it a couple more times and tuck it under the rim of my plate. Yeah, because my problem is like for some reason, I can't handle having my hands be dirty during the meal. Like if I pick up like a saucy rib or something, like in Immediately after taking a bite, I have to put it down and like completely like wipe off my hands, even though they're going to get saucy Wait, again. Do you not lick your three fingers? Three seconds later. Not really. Oh, man. So if I'm eating something like that, I will lick my fingers clean and then I will kind of keep my hands up above the, like up on the table. Yeah, kind this of makes a lot more sense than what plate, I do. Like leaning my forearms against the rim of the table. I do the same thing like like often around the holidays we will have like a big crab feed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and when you set out the crab cracker that we talked about earlier. The crab cracker, but yeah, your a crab hands are- cracker is a it's a uh, popular um, uh, Christmas uh, <laughs> <laughs> novelty yeah. that they have in England. You pull on the makes end of this paper tube, makes, makes a, a popping p- sound, then a crab jumps out and sings um, <laughs> under the sea. Matthew anyway when you are eating like when you're picking apart crab your hands get so gnarly like whether it's Dungeness crab on the west coast or blue crab in the Chesapeake (laughs) Bay like your hands get gnarly (laughs) and what I do is I just embrace the gnar yeah. And I lick my hands as many times as I can. But in general, through the entire meal, my hands are above the table. And I just 
embrace the idea that I'm getting crab stuff all over like my solo cup of beer or my champagne glass or whatever. You got to figure that like if you posted a, like a video of you demolishing a crab and licking your fingers a bunch of times like this would become a popular fetish video in some community. Right. I've never thought about myself that way, Matthew. But I, <laughs> I mean, so not, glad not you, like you, you specifically, but you just <laughs> you described it like in, in such detail. <laughs> Because I love eating crab like that. Yeah, of course. Even though my hands are like usually pruny by the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you definitely, there would definitely be like an extreme close up of the pruny fingertips <laughs> at the end of the video. <laughs> okay, um, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, wait a minute. yeah. Okay, so wait, Matthew, you mentioned that sometimes you will grab a paper napkin just because it's close by. Talk to me about this. What do you mean it's close by? Well, okay. So recently, I had a recent breakthrough. Like, I, I wasn't going to bring this up because it's it's both boring and like inexplicable. Like, like why didn't you figure this out months ago? But I realized that I was like continuing to use paper napkins because the cloth napkins were stored in the hall, so like eleven steps away from the dining room table, oh, rather than like right next to the dining room table. So I'm like, wait a minute. And I took some of the cloth napkins and I put them next to the dining room table. And now I can reach out and grab a cloth napkin. But the problem with that is now sometimes I go through seven cloth napkins in a day. So the what the, is going the, on, Matthew? The solution to all of this is to just like keep me away from food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. But then wow. where would this show be? Have you thought about using like a napkin bowl like we do, like a place where all your clean folded napkins go we, and we did, it sits we did near start the table. Doing that. We now have a napkin bowl. Okay, great, great. I really love having napkins that I have, like, memories of when I acquired them or when I sewed them. This, of course you this do. This is so me. I love it. Oh, it makes me really happy. Can we, can you, like, on your, on your YouTube channel where you, where you post all, all of those, uh, like, crab eating videos, could you, could you post, like, a tour of your napkins and what each one means to you? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> but I won't. Great. <laughs> Uh, wait, Matthew, hold on. You have a, a napkin holder for your paper napkins, right? Yeah, it's like a like a cheap ass like like wood veneer napkin holder that has served us well for many many years. I always think of you guys with your napkin holder. I, I remember. <laughs> I think everyone does. I remember. Um, so when I was in first grade, we we like in all of our family portraits, like we're <laughs> we're like holding it, like like a, a, you know, an infant. Like an infant, yeah, like 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 cradling it with one hand, kind of. They make all kinds of napkin holder swaddles. It's of so course. cute. And for the photos, we'll we'll put the Vanity Fair napkins in there, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. When I was in first grade, we had a uh, a woodworking project we had to do, and we had to choose one of three different things that we could make. You could mm -hmm. either make a cutting board, which was oval shaped and made from like two pieces of wood glued together. Oh, and nice. You could sand it and stain it, or you could make a napkin holder. Or I don't remember the third one. <laughs> but I made a cutting board and my mom still uses it. And I distinctly remember as a first grader being like, why would we use a napkin holder? Because my family, even though we used paper napkins, didn't use a napkin holder. And you didn't start using it in order to like make the kid feel nope. like <laughs> like she did something useful? Well, no, but I, I didn't make one. Oh, you didn't make one. Oh, right. No, I, I chose oh. to make a cutting board specifically because I was like, why would we use a napkin holder? When I was in shop class in like eighth grade, we made baseball bats and it was so awesome. My baseball bat sucked, but it was really fun to make it. I think it turned out to be like 18 inches long. 
You, <laughs> you should get into woodworking again, Matthew. I should. I should get a lathe. You should. Okay. I should put a lathe in my apartment for sure. I cannot believe where we've gone with this stupid episode. I knew this would be a great episode. I can't if wait I, for if our, I do say so. I can't wait for our silverware episode. Yeah, okay, so if you want to weigh in, you can send us an email, contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com, or you can uh, co- get on the Reddit at uh, reddit.com slash r slash everything spilled milk. I'll start, I'll start a thread for this episode so you can tell us, like, what. give us a tour of your cloth napkins and what each one means to you. Hey, wait, Matthew, and, do uh, you want and, to... And, like, encourage Molly to, to, post, <laughs> to post that video, that crab video. <laughs> Hey Matthew, do you wanna do you wanna yeah, announce yeah. that um that we're gonna be uh starting to read some listener mail on the air or like answer yes. some listener questions so, on the air? Yeah, here's here's why I think we should do this. So if you have a question for us, it doesn't have to be like related to the topic of a particular episode, although it could be a follow-up question on an episode. Like we're gonna look through your questions, I think probably answer one or two per episode. And uh like uh I don't know. Like, how do we make sure we get good questions? I think that they're just going to come in and sometimes they'll be bad. Yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you want to know? Like something something that we left you wondering after after the end at the end of an episode, probably everything, since many of our episodes contain no actual information. (laughs) Uh, Like ask us contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com. Ask us a question. We might read it on the air. Yeah. As always, we owe everything to our producer, Abby Circatella. Yep. And uh, until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. The show where we're, where we're wiping and wadding. We're wiping and wadding. I'm Matthew Amsterburton. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. Okay, I really opened up a can of whoop ass on that. Or worms. (laughs) Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.